All right, y'all. So I feel like I'm doing a little bit of a back and forth uh, as far as these episodes go, because I I remember doing I think the last one I did was uh, Friday 13 part three. Now I'm jumping into a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. I feel like eventually just for the hell of it, before I even finish any of these franchises, you know, commentaries as, as as random as they come. I know they come randomly, but I just I just kind of do them on impulse. But I got a feeling before I finish any of these franchises, whether it be the Halloweens, the 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 Friday 13th, the Nightmare on Elm Streets, I feel like I am going to do Freddy versus Jason commentary soon. And that is definitely that's definitely going to have to be an intoxic commentary because that movie commits some sins that I can't really forgive to this day. But nonetheless, man, um, let me just say, first of all, I, I'm not going to lie to y'all, man. I went through a little bit of a dry spell with the podcast and for a little bit. Uh, I don't I don't know if it was this writer's block that forced me to not be be able to, you know, get outlines done as, as, as quick, not as not even as quick, but just as efficiently as I do. But I don't know, man, it was just something something in the you know something in the air on my beanie seagull shit you know i was feeling it in the air that something wasn't right man i just couldn't i couldn't put any old episode out so you know apologies for anybody because people actually do they still ask me like oh any any new topics coming and i appreciate the hell out of that man um because you know y'all are the the listeners are who i put this this shit out for man it's like you know y'all are first i'm second i mean because i do i do personally like kind of listening to my episodes i just recently started doing that but i don't really make it a habit i'd, I'd rather put it out there for y'all to listen to because apparently y'all keep tuning into it man so you know big big shout out to the the two the reviewers the listeners the lovers as I always say but uh nonetheless man i felt like it would be easy for me to work my way backwards I, the first commentary i did for nightmare on elm, one of nightmare on elm street movies was uh dream master the fourth movie and I feel like it'd be easy for me to work my way backwards and do part three and do part two and do part one. Cause those are the better movies. Like, let's be real. Uh, even though people feel how they feel about part two in particular, the move, those, when you work your way backwards from four, those are the better sequels overall. Now I'm like, all right, fuck it. Let me just get risky, make a ballsy move and just work my way up to the sequels that people really don't like. Cause believe, you know, the dream child, um, it it has its it has its fan base, man. It does, but for the most part, it's not one of the better sequels. Neither is part four, really. And a lot of people hate Freddy's Dead. So, you know, um, I'm one of those people. As far as Nightmare on Elm Street series goes, is it's hard for me to hate an entry. But if I had to pick one that was my least favorite, it would be this one. It would be part five, the dream, uh, the dream child. I don't know, man. I just felt like it was it was too late for them to try to pull back on the fact that Freddy can't be taken seriously anymore. You know, so to go for this whole like goth gothic horror type of tone, I just don't feel like it it worked in the context of of, of where the character was already going. Now that's not to say I hate this movie because the movie's got some some cool ass death scenes. Robert England does this thing again. You got at least first of all, you got Stephen Hopkins directing this, who had done now he of course he did it after, but I feel like his biggest movie he did was Predator Two, but he also did you know Lost in Space. I don't even remember that movie. Ghost in the Darkness, which is an awesome movie. And he did fucking Judgment Night. I never knew that Stephen Hopkins directed Judgment Night, which is an underrated as like run and gun, run all night, you know, uh, death sentence almost type of movie. It's, it's a fire ass movie, man. So, but shout out to Stephen Hopkins, man. But I feel like this movie, the best part about it, other than, you know, Freddie just doing his, his, his thing, whether it be the comedic antics or trying to be serious, um, outside of the nightmare sequences, uh, the cast, the returning cast, it gives you a sense of continuity. Lisa Wilcox comes back, 
you know, as Alice, Dan uh, is played by Danny Hassel again. You get the guy that plays the uh, the father. I can't remember the father's name. And then you get characters that you actually give a shit about. That's one thing that is really hard in a Nightmare on Elm Street movie to to pull off characters that you don't like, that you don't relate to. That's one of the things that these movies always had going for them. And you get you get characters that you get attached to that get killed. You get characters you get attached to that, you know, that live that ultimately live. But I feel like I'm doing way too much talking people now. I am going to be jumping into this shortly, really, really shortly. But I'm um, pulled number five out of the box set. I actually had a box set. So it's just, you know, standardized watch. It's no crazy intros from Stephen Hopkins or fucking Robert Englund or nothing like that. So it's going to jump straight into it. Probably like a, you know, one of those quick DVD ads or something. But to say the least, people, right, I'll be hitting the play button at three, two, one. Here we go. Now, if I sound, by the way, I don't feel like it's been that long since I recorded uh, for me to even say this, but it's like if I sound a little different, it's because my, you know, my coffee didn't, it didn't, uh, you know, hit as long as I thought it would. But we'll liven things up a bit. So what happens when you got a decent four pack next to you? Actually, it's a five pack. One of them is already open. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Now, I will say this, though. Um, I like uh, that title sequence. Not, necess- not necessarily uh, what we get next, but this right here. And, you know, um, this right here. You know, I like the Nightmare on Elm Street um, title card and the Dream Child just being written in chalk. I get it. But this shit, is, this shit was always... Um, and I was always a freak ass young boy. Like I, you know, I would sneak and watch like Cinemax and Showtime and HBO and shit for for sex scenes. But it's like when I saw this as a kid, when uh Dan and you know it's it's the when they're where where the baby's going to be conceived and all that. It's a big part of the movie. But they made it really. Um, this shit's like soft core porn or something. It just always was a little different. But you know, I get it in context I don't know this just uh like when I was a kid watching this opening scene it just it just made I'm like yo is is sex going to be weird <laughs> cuz I was a kid watching you know Dan and um and Alice get it in but this scene is is choreographed so you can't like I can't call it passionate I can't call it 100% strange. It's just kind of off-putting. It's not the worst sex scene I've ever seen in a, you know, in a in a horror movie or in a Freddy property because Freddy vs. Jason, which technically is still a Freddy movie, um, that had one of the worst sex scenes I've ever seen in my life. Where Catherine Isabel, I'm pretty sure it was a stunt woman. She's she's supposed to be riding her boyfriend. And it's just some of the stiffest, corniest shit I've ever seen in my life. Damn, that's a podcast topic right there. Like, would y'all be opposed to that if I did like an episode that's like top five sex scenes in horror movies? As far as like what was realistic. And then do like a top worst. 
I just noticed Dan has scratches on his back. Dan, my man, he was putting that work in. Fellas, if you, you know, don't get, don't get mad. I was going to say don't get, don't get discouraged, but more so don't get mad if your woman, like, put scratches on your back during sex. Don't. Pat yourself on the back, actually. And then get yourself some antiseptic for them scars. Now, let me say this. Um, first of all, shout out Lisa Wilcox, because she was the reason I did my first Nightmare on Elm Street commentary, because I saw online that it was her birthday. And I was like, oh, shit, I never did a Nightmare on Elm Street commentary. So I did um, I did Dream Master. But I was I know a lot of people don't like her in the first movie. And in this one, they like her. Or vice versa. I don't know. But I, I know there's like some type of confliction there. You know, because everybody, lo- everybody loves Nancy. It's always going to be... Who- whatever final girl is in a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, you're in Heather Lane Camp, the character Nancy Shadow. It doesn't even matter who you are. But I, w- I was glad to see her back. I love the character Alice. I feel like since Heather Lane Camp got, you know, three movies, she got the original movie, part three and she got the movie within a movie basically she got a new nightmare i feel like we should why not bring lisa wilcox back for a sequel if you're going to do a direct sequel bring her back and kelly joe mentor now sometimes i know this is the shower we all like yearn for people like when it's just like you had a long day or you know when you just need that shower but this ain't it i ain't ready to die for it You know, I'm going to be real, man. Alice, her level of confidence in this movie is definitely on a bean ski because she's just confident enough to walk ass naked down a dream corridor in a place that she doesn't even know. I would have just sat in the corner ready to wake up. Is that the Michael Myers theme real quick? This was always a creepy scene. Like just just the way the camera looks when it's uh you know you know maneuvering around these uh these these maniacs. And it almost it, it kind of gives it a dreamlike feel. Just the way that this scene is shot. Get the Robert England cameo. I love it, man. But I wonder how many people knew that. Like, I know there were people in the audience that didn't know that that's Robert England. Yep, you are Amanda Kruger now. You are about to be responsible for receiving a hundred penises. Which I should not be making a joke about, yo. So, 
that was not to offend anybody at all. I'm just saying it is a really fucked up backstory that Amanda Kruger has that I don't even think we as Nightmare on Elm Street fans acknowledge how fucking extreme it is. You know, when they call Freddie son of a hundred maniacs, Amanda Kruger was, you know, they they went to town on her in there. craziest dream <laughs> Robert <laughs> and again I will say uh, as far as Stephen Hopkins goes he did a good job making a lot of these scenes feel like dreams you know the way he zoomed out I, I don't know what type of like anamorphic can you know I'm not a director you know, I'm I'm on the pen and pad side of things, so I don't know what type of anamorphic, crazy wide shot shit he just did when he zoomed out. And Robert England really looked like he never was in that room. But Stephen Hopkins does pull off some, um, you know, whether people like it or not, he pulls off some pretty creative shit, which I feel like I feel like that's a um, that's a test you got to pass to, you know, to even get the green light to step in a director's chair. That's one of the reasons why. The uh, 2010 remake was trash because it was just no creativity at all, other than micro naps. That's it. Kelly Joe Minter, who is awesome, man. I think this was um, I'm gonna say this was after she was in summer school. And then after this, she would do People Under the Stairs. Before that, I think she did House Party. She was in that movie Popcorn, did a review for Popcorn. In case y'all want to check it out. It's definitely an underrated-ass um, B-movie slasher. That's Joe Seeley playing Mark and uh, Erica Anderson playing Greta. Now, Joe Seeley as Mark, I always always fucked with this character man the character of mark he's just he's just a cool ass dude man he seems like he should surf as opposed to skateboard but he is that that boy man and you know he's that guy that keeps he keeps pushing up on the you know the the quote-unquote hot chick because greta's not as attractive as alice like let's keep it real but i guess because greta's a model people have to instantly you know look at her like she's super super hot like a supermodel and nothing against her character, but I like the fact that Mark just never gave up. You know, as much as she shot him down, he just kept going after her. And they all seem like they could really be friends, like in real life. Was that considered a jump scare back then? I got a present for you. You got the tickets. Yeah, they're coach seats, but uh, this plane stops in Paris. It's going to be a great summer. Yeah. I'm going to Paris for high school graduation. What's the matter? Nothing. It's just, I didn't see my dad at the ceremony. Well, he'll show up. Come on. You got to love how optimistic Dan is. Dreams last night. About him? Well, not exactly. 
He's like, you are talking about Freddy, right? And not some other guy? I just felt like I wasn't... Are, are we over? For the first time since all that. Look, if you don't dream anymore, he can't hurt you. Or us. Remember? You're right. Remember, nigga, it was last year. It wasn't that long ago. Whoa, creep. Now that's something that um they could have like how much time passed? Like were they freshmen? Uh in in Nightmare Elm Street Four and now this takes place, you know, the graduation of their senior year. Like what how much time had passed? Were they sophomores? I'm sorry, man, little things like that. You know, I, I, some could call it a nitpick. I could just call it me paying attention to detail. One thing I will say is that um, Lisa Wilcox and Kelly Joe Minter have aged gracefully. Erica Anderson, I I don't know. I would have to see if she's like on Instagram or something. I always assume every you know famous person from horror movies are in uh, you know are on Instagram, and a lot of them aren't. Surprisingly, you gonna learn today, fucker. I love this part. I love how you know they leave their they all kind of leave their parents. <laughs> And how um, Mark's dad, you know, he grabs Greta's mom like, no, 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 no. Let the kids go off on their side. And I love how Mark picks up Yvonne. Because even, you know, what's crazy. Even though uh, Mark was in love with Greta, like low key. I mean, it was it wasn't low key. They knew. But, you know, amongst friends, it's like, yeah, we're not going to point out the elephant in the room type topic shit. But it seemed like him and Yvonne always had this type of uh Specific friendship throughout the movie. I don't know. I'd have been like, honey, fuck that. I'd be like, honey, listen, you you know how you are. You know, you fall asleep walking and shit. He should have been like, honey, you're gonna have one of those micro naps that they predicted in 2010, or that they predicted for. I just fucked up my own joke. I guess that was the spirit of Samuel Bayer telling me, um, don't make fun of his Nightmare on Elm Street remake. You know what else? You, you gotta ask the question. How many generation of children have been in Nightmare on Elm Street movies with that goddamn jump rope. They got to, they shop at the same fucking store. They wear like the same fucking outfits. And they just jump rope. Remix. That always threw me off, though, as a kid. I'm not gonna lie. When she, cause you know, it was it was originally supposed to be a, a Never Sleep Again, but you know what? Somebody c 
Oh, no, no, no. It was Never Sleep Again. I was about to say, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Because um, Never Sleep Again, I think, was introduced in part three. When Kristen's got the scalpel and, you know, Lawrence Fishburne and all them, you know, they're trying to calm her down. And then she's like, never, never. And Nancy finishes it for her. She says, never sleep again. I wanted to say, correct me if I'm wrong, because it could have been New Nightmare where Dylan says never sleep again. But it definitely wasn't part three. But it always threw me off that they remixed it and said uh, nine, ten, he's back again. It's going to be weird, man. Um, Like, hopefully we get a lot more Freddy movies to come. I don't want them to stop making Freddy movies. I just want them to make better ones. But, um, you know, I don't even mind if they're silly because that's what we're accustomed to. You know, you you try to make them serious. It's going to be a big hit or a big miss. I'm cool with either or, but um, it's going to be hard making those kids, you know, scary, creepy, whatever you want to call it. The kids jumping rope because it, it just got annoying after a while. You know, if that if that stroller was like that all like exterior wise, but the interior was like plush, I would have got that for my daughter when she was born. When I had the flyest Freddy stroller on the block. It'd have been crazy because the stroller would have looked like some medieval nightmare shit show. But on the inside, it would have been the prettiest baby ever. I thought they looked like Dan Hedaya. Now, what they should have did is they should have rolled um, her into the same room Jamie Lloyd was given birth, you know, from Halloween 6, which they couldn't have done because this was 89 and that was, that was 95. She's like, do you know what you're asking me to do? Holy shit. <laughs> he said, what is it? Solace? Even Alice is like, I done seen this motherfucker before, but I don't even know what that is. Oh man, I can, you know what? I can't even remember who did the effects for this movie. I I don't want to lie and say Kevin Yeager or something like that or KMB, but um that Freddy baby is on some other shit. <laughs> that, that Freddy baby is a monstrosity to say the least. Now, question for um for you horror heads out there: Who's uglier, 
Freddy when he was a baby in in this scene in particular, or Leatherface when he was born in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. That's the prequel that came out in 2006. If anybody's unfamiliar, but who was the uglier baby? Like y'all, y'all be the judge. They should have just gave him a microphone. Get this shit here. I love that shot. I love that shot because you can see how you can see how long and bony Freddy's uh you know his arms and his hands and his feet and his ankles were. He wasn't even like you know, because he was like stretching his baby body fully grown into his clothes, if that makes any sense. That whole sequence was actually pretty fucking crazy. So again, like Stephen Hopkins, whether people like it or not, uh, like I said, and this is my least favorite, but I give him a lot of praise for the shit that he pulled off, like a lot of the shots he pulled off in the movie. Yep. You gotta scratch them caps, get them sparks. See, look at Freddy's hand. It still is. Take my strong hand. That's nasty. Now, of course, I love Robert Englund um, as Freddy Krueger forever, uh, but I, I want to say his makeup was better in part four than it was in this. Low key? I don't know. I'm, I'll decide. But just off top, I, I would say four's makeup was better. Damn. We'll see, bitch. <laughs> we'll just they just gangster. <laughs> Freddy like, yo, we can handle this shit like gentlemen. Oh, we can get into some gangster shit. <laughs> but y'all, y'all ever realize how gangster that see what she said? She said, <laughs> she said, what she say? You made me bring you back to life, but now I must take yours. He said, we'll see, bitch. Oh, did you ever run up on me like that? Oh, God, I'm glad it's you. That was terrible. What happened? I was in the dream. And I don't know how, but now he's back. She's like, is this return of the Mac? Damn. Alice is the... I had a prescription for whatever it is you're on. What? 
I love that's that's some of the best that one scene, that one gesture, that one word is some of the best acting from from Lisa Wilcox in the movie. The way when she's like, I wish it was I had a prescription for whatever it is you're on. And Lisa Wilcox, like Alice just was like kind of looking at the clock still. She's like, What? Like she was so out of it. It took you right back to who she like originally was in part four. I love that fucking scene. Now here we see Yvonne as the expert diver. I wonder if Kelly Jo Minter really did that that swim. Yes, Mrs. Kelly Jo Minter, I will be tagging you to this on Instagram when I upload it. Along with everybody else. See, I love how they're all just chilling. They're having a couple beers. Mark's drinking his, uh, <laughs> Mark's drinking. Mark's drawing his comics and shit. Greta just had to unveil her new bathing suit she just bought down at H&M. If they even sell them there, I don't fucking know. Yvonne was swimming. Dan's just laying there next to like a six pack. Is that so? Now, what was that all about? The way Dan and Yvonne looked at each other like they knew something. Ooh. Ah. Yo. That's that's exactly how it is though. <laughs> and I love the way Mark looked back over there, creeped himself out. He's like, Ugh. but no, that's how it is, yo. Like I I can watch Dead Alive, Planet Terror, you know the goriest movies you've ever seen. Um, except Cannibal Holocaust and you know shit like Human Centipede. I can't fuck with that. But I can watch the goriest horror movies ever made damn near but like real blood and like the real thing I, I i can't look at it but that's how it is you know exactly what greta said to him she's like you draw your comics loaded with blood and guts but that freaks you out it's like yeah i don't know it's i'm definitely one of those people he's like uh no but uh i think i'm about to just give me a minute to find out all right I don't want him to say to, to say that man has three legs. You could tell this motherfucker was asleep just by the, the sound of the guy on the radio. No radio host sounds like that, and he shouldn't. The sounds of Smurrit. go with the bullshit the freddy just see this is one of the reasons why it's it is very hard to completely hate a nightmare on elm street film because freddy is not just going to kill you man he's going to make it creative he's going to fuck with you in the worst way possible it's physical spiritual mental psychological warfare all in one when you fucking with freddy 
It was, it, the champagne was so bad, that shit was acid. Like, like, Freddy's out of his goddamn mind. He fucking... Come on, man, like, this movie... <laughs> this movie does some really wild shit. Like, Freddy poured the champagne over his shoulder... Pulled his arm off because it was acid and stuck it to the top of the truck, yanked it over and made a goddamn seatbelt with his arm. Stephen Hopkins, man, like, please don't, you know, don't take nobody take offense to the fact when I say this is my least favorite entry, but it's only by comparison in the smallest ways, man. Cause this shit is very entertaining. Now the fact that Dan's on a motorcycle right now, it was a nice throwback to the fact that he had that motorcycle in the back of his truck in part four. So, but we just never knew this was gonna happen to him on it. Ugh. <laughs> Damn, man. Now, if only this would have happened to Aaron Paul in the actual fucking Need for Speed movie. Ooh. This, now, this was cut down a lot. I remember, see, I had the VHS, the unrated version of this shit. Jesus, man. Now, with all these wires and shit inside of Dan, like, now that he looks like a, a gothic anti-villain hero or something, his name should have been The Plug. I'm sorry, but it's literally his superhero name should have, or villain name should have been the plug. Because they made him look crazy. But what I was going to say was that that scene was, um, this was a theatrical version, of course. Now, I, I remember having the unrated version unknowingly because the first time I saw Nightmare on Elm Street uh, 5 was on VHS. And when I was a kid, I, you know, I was just used to, they, they show Dan get fucked up way more in the uncut version. He gets the business. They show the wires go into his leg. They show the, the big ass cable turn into a snake and burn through his, his calf when he, when it, when it pierces him. All right. Well, we need to exchange information, bro. Cause Dan is dead. He did his shit too. Damn, if that's what he really looked like, and she wasn't just dreaming, yeah, Dan is closed casket for sure. Sorry. It's no dream. 
You know what? That moment alone between Alice and Yvonne, and even the moments that are about to come up, you know, with the dad and Dan's parents. This is one thing, again, that the Nightmare on Elm Street series, whether people like some of the sequels or not, what they get right is reactions to deaths, character deaths, because you get a lot of fucking horror movies where, you know, people die and nobody reacts to the shit. It's like, oh, he got killed. Oh, shit, man. We just got to move on and just go on to the next stage of this film. It's like, no, like human emotion, reaction, grievance. That shit is very important. And like even in a movie that is silly like this. You know, I, I get that the I can understand they try they wanted to try to take it seriously again. It just didn't work at the time for me. But um, the fact that they acknowledge that they do that a lot in Nightmare on Elm Street movies when somebody dies, even in part three. Um, you know, when Philip gets killed, and Philip is the first kill of the kids of the main kids, and you know, Neil is in the room with the kids the next day. He's like, you know, I want us to talk about what happened last night, get all our feelings out in the air, and you know, Kincaid gets put in the quiet room, and they they all start freaking out and shit. Like they capture how these characters react to these other characters dying and that is so i feel like that is such a pivotal thing that every fucking you know i mean depends on how seriously you want to take yourself but every good horror movie needs to have that you know just just natural reaction to these these people around you dying these everyday friends of yours these everyday you know family members of yours whatever the case may be I know I'd be getting all like I'd be I'd be trying not to get all philosophical on y'all and shit, man. Like I really I really don't, man. But I, I feel so strongly about certain little beats in, in movies that it it just I can appreciate it so much. So I gotta talk about it. Jacob. Oh fuck. I don't know who I hate more. This kid or the kid that played uh Oleg. And running scared. I never liked this kid. And it's nothing against this actor. I just didn't like him as a kid in this movie. I didn't like him as the kid that they chose. I didn't like him. Um, you know, I didn't like him in Jurassic Park. He was in the original Jurassic Park, which I saw in the theater. And I remember he's like, he's talking to Sam Neill. And he's like, that doesn't look very scary. Looks more like a six foot turkey. I'm just like, fuck you, kid. Like, you don't know dinosaurs really was out here, dog. Jacob, wait, don't go. But I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, like, nothing against the actor, man, but I'm pretty sure he was in a lot of other movies and stuff like that. But he just, rem he gives off Cameron Bright vibes. Uh, I think that was the kid's name who played Oleg in um, Running Scared. And for you fucking Twilight fans out there, he also was in Breaking Dawn. He was one of the vampires. Yes, people, I, I've seen it. God damn it. I'm going to keep talking to you like you're 12 years old. God damn, man. And the way that, um, the way that Greta just agreed to it, it goes back on the fact that the parents sometimes ain't shit in these movies. 
It's another. It's another. Uh, 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 another good add-in factor is like. I don't know what to tell you. If if it's a movie about teenagers, you have to have a, an instance where adults don't believe them, or nobody else believes them. But the adults not believing them, especially when it's your parents, is it's a whole different level. And Yvonne's just looking like, yep, my friend's on drugs. ...that ran that asylum in the 1940s. She was raped by lunatics and had the baby there. That baby See, I love I love that she gathered all her friends around to talk about Freddy and to get everybody hit. And this type of shit I'm into, because I'd have been like, yo, we doing what? At what time? Talking about who? All right, I ain't got shit to do. I'll be there. All right. So the parents of the murder kids got together. I'll be there taking notes and shit. Torched him. That was just the beginning. He keeps on killing. But he kills people in their dreams. They're nightmares. He uses my dreams to bring in his victims. It's my fault that Dan's dead. Stop saying that. That's bullshit. Let's talk about the baby. Yeah, congratulations. I guess. That's not what we're here for. Dan's parents were really pushing him hard. He was bitching about it last night at the party. He was under a lot of pressure. We all are. Yeah, pushy parents can drive you nuts. What does that have to do with it? Look, when Dan died, you weren't even asleep. You even said so. In the story. He must have found some other way. Now listen to me! This isn't some kind of joke. He gets in through my dreams somehow. And I thought I could control it. But something's changed. And I don't know what he'll do next. Look, Alice. So... We all know you're sick. Bottom line, Alice. If anybody's trying to hurt you, supernatural or not, you're gonna have to go through us first. Alice. <laughs> right? That's what I'm afraid of. But you know what? I love that. F- I, God damn, man. But you know what's crazy? I can say all day long about or talk all day long about how this is my least favorite entry of the series. B- but like I said, man, of, of the original series, first of all, let me let me let me uh, clarify that because I don't know if I did in the original series. This is the least favorite. The worst one by far is the remake. It, it, hands down, but in and when I say original series, I'm very specific. I mean parts one through seven, basically, because New Nightmare is number seven. But um, this is not the worst one of the of the franchise series and franchise are two different things. People, we have to we we have to get that uh we have to get that understanding together. But that scene, man, I love that fucking scene where you know they all just like yeah you're gonna have supernatural or not they're gonna have to go through us first the fact that her crew was really riding with her man you know you gotta have them like any freddy movie needs that squad moment and it's very important that's one of the reasons why dream warriors is the best sequel in the in the entire franchise series and franchise dream warriors is the best ones like i I love a good you know squad up sequence where it's just like all right well you got your i got your back you got mine we got each other's back Everybody. She's very interesting. Greta, you're being offered the opportunity of a lifetime. I think. Is it a recall? Little gratitude. One of my friends died yesterday, Mother. Do you mind if I take a few hours off to remember him? Real shit, though. 
for having a party, dear. I read about him. She is the B-movie fucking Peggy Bundy. Not someone special. Not someone she was seeing. You understand. But honestly, like, let's talk about Greta's death scene for a second. Or sequence. Aren't you eating? How how fucking tired do you have to be to literally fall asleep at the dinner table? Like, that is a dinner party. Where you are at one head of the table and your mother is at the other one. And both sides are filled with people. Like, so how bored do you have to be? Tell you what. Why don't I just eat the whole goddamn tray? Go throw up and come back for seconds, all right? But you know, we, we knew this was a dream sequence. We knew she was dreaming. And that's one of the things I want the, the series. I do want the series to. That's one thing I do want the series to get back to is not knowing when we are in the dream sequence or out. More so, not knowing when we're dreaming already. I love that. Now, this, this sequence, this was always fucking disgusting man just force feeding her to death basically that's the nasty shit that's the nasty shit right there is like, yep, yeah, we just went to Fresh Grocer and now everything has eyeballs in mode. Of course it's stop motion. I know, people. We know. Dad's like, yep, yeah, I know. You and your girlfriend on that bullshit again. <laughs> he just wasn't paying attention. She fell asleep. She woke up choking. I mean, that's the thing. Um, for me, that's the thing. How do you know? Of course, you die one way in, in the dream with Freddy. Whatever he does to you, that's what happens in the dream. But um, what happens in real life? What do they what, did, what does it look like in real life or what do they rule it as? That was always something that interested me about the first movie. It's like, uh, of course, Tina got all sliced up. Rod looked like he hung himself. But what the fuck happened to Glenn? Like, he just, his bed, you know, he didn't have a warranty on that particular bed and his shit just sucked him up and ate him. Love this scene. No accident. I tried to warn all of you about Kruger. Alice, please. I thought about that. She must have fallen asleep while she was at the table. This is getting a little sick, guys. Too bad. I don't understand what's happening. Kruger has to use my dreams. But he got to Dan and Greta while I was awake. How's he doing it? Why don't you two stick to reality? Why don't you <laughs> shut up and let her talk? <laughs> Two of us have died in the past two days. Does that just strike you as particularly normal? Mark. Right. I'm not finished. 
love Greta. A lot. And if maybe, just maybe, someone or something killed her, I'd like to hear about it. I'm not gonna listen to this anymore. Then get out! <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. Just as soon as he got tough, he ran right after. Like, listen, yo, I'm sorry. Like that, he was like, listen, that wasn't even me right there. It's the character moments like that, man. Like he 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 screamed at her and felt bad about him, ran right after just to you know to make to salvage his friendship. And you know she forgave him. She's like it's cool. And he's like yo, can, you know can you hang out for a little bit? She's just like no, nah, I can't. Like I got work. I love one thing that this series gets right are the characters, man. And I really wish like if I could do like a dream. <laughs> pun intended a fucking like dream casting or dream you know character type of thing with certain characters in the series mark is definitely in there man I, even if i had i think if i had to do like a top five you know i wouldn't include the main girls like i wouldn't include Kristen or alice or uh, nancy but just the the friends mark's in there man mark's in there philip from part three is in there uh kincaid's in there for sure I want to say, um, what's that girl's name? Uh, the girl from part four. I want to suck face. Sheila, the uh, the girl that made the, uh, you know, she made the bug thing for Debbie because Debbie hated roaches. You know, I would have Sheila in there. Like, just characters that just seem like they were so thorough and just so intelligent, man. Like, just is different levels of shit. Uh-oh. Mark's like, huh. This looks like a good place to fall asleep and get killed. And I love that she drew herself and then just... She drew herself on the picture and just ended up there. But listen, man. I know Alice is the dream master, but ain't no way you just, you putting your hands out to, to your sides. And you spin around in a circle and you sleep. Like, nah. You ain't the dream master like that. Oh, wait, no. She was already asleep. Damn it. I need to get my facts together sometimes on these commentaries, man. Sometimes I'm wrong. Lots of times I'm wrong, you know? I'm only human, people. At least I think so. Listen, I can't even take my own hand. I am about to fall into a fucking wormhole from Dune that's in the Elm Street universe. We 
And Mark, he has his, like, character-wise, he has his own look. He looks like he belongs low-key in the group from uh, Return of the Living Dead, the original. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> I love that scene, man, because he saw, he saw his hands all sliced up. He just passed out. But when he passed out, he disappeared. We get this fucking bags under his eyes, species two offspring kid from the Adams family. He was an Adams family, also, people. If I didn't mention that, I want to say I did, but I feel like I mentioned Jurassic Park. Yeah, um, he was also in the Adams family. He's that kid that the chick, um, the chick that is uh, Dan Hedaya's wife. She's like, look at you. And she licks that, you know, she licks that napkin like a thousand times as she wipes all the spit on his face. That's that kid. Same kid. She doesn't want me around. Oh, I'm sure that's not true. I'll bet she's very worried about you. I would be. No, you're not. You don't even Fuck you talking to, young boy. How come you don't think She jumped when he turned around towards her. That's what you get for listening to other motherfuckers. Isaac from Children of the Corn. You almost got you almost got that cut. <laughs> it's like You little ragamuffin, I'd have gripped him up like yo, who are you talking to, dog? Yeah. You think? I love how he's holding his hands like beaks. He's trying to hurt Jacob. Who, who's Jacob? My baby. What? You named him already? <laughs> yeah. Which is it? Which isn't uncommon at all. I gotta get away from here. I mean, she was only like six hours it. pregnant, though. He's like, yeah, so I could dig it. It's like you named him already. Yeah, yeah. Dead. Now, how are you gonna hide from a guy like that, huh? Leave the planet. Uh, no, because you still got to sleep. If you're worried about your baby, call your mom. You know something? That's what they need to go back to um, as far as Nightmare on Elm Street goes. Um, let's not go the what the path of, oh, when they fall asleep, oh, shit, what's about to happen? It's like, no. Let's go back to the path of we are absolutely terrified at the idea of sleep. To the point where you will do anything to stay up. That's one of the reasons why I said uh, Dream Warriors. You know, if you if you do a direct sequel, or if you want to remake something in the series, if you want to remake something in the series, first of all, let's put that on the table. Uh, remake Dream Warriors. Do it and just make make the uh, you know make the kids seem like they'll do anything to stay awake. Drug addict shit, almost like kind of like how how they handled Julie in Return of Living Dead Three. She was piercing herself. So she wouldn't be hungry, you know, inflicting pain on herself so she wouldn't eat brains. It was like a drug addict, you know. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta maintain that shit. But that's what they should do uh, as far as like the kids in Weston Hills not going to sleep if they do a remake. If anything, uh, if you're going to pick up a direct sequel, then follow up after a uh, follow up after like Dream Child or something. Alice Yvonne, the dad, uh, Jacob Daniel, you know the kid. 
or just go with a brand new idea if you want to. You can do it's you can go so many different directions, but I would rather whatever continuity is left stay intact. So that's like if they wanted to do, you know, as far as when I say continuity being intact, if they wanted to do a remake or not a remake, god damn it. If they wanted to do a sequel to Freddy's Dead, I'm all for it. Yafet Kodo, um, goddamn, I would assume that he is still alive. Uh, Lisa Zane, uh, the girl that plays uh, Tracy in that movie, I can't remember her name. But just for continuity's sake, man, you know, it's not hard to pick up after the last entry. I only say I said Freddy's dead because, like, New Nightmare, none of the Freddy movies exist. So, you know, we don't need to go that route again. We got the Dune wormhole again. Is this a look who's talking intro? Wait, that was that was the look who's talking intro, wasn't it? Baby looks crazy, but you know what? As a parent, I can only imagine. Like I don't, there were no cameras like all the way inside. Now this was pretty morbid. Freddie's feeding the souls of her friends to the baby. You know, you see Greta and uh, Dan. Going, you know, through the tube. Your baby is perfectly healthy. A little large for so early on, but as normal as I've ever seen. He's taking their souls, their spirits, and making the baby like him. Look, sweetie, you're tired. You feel much better after I take you home and get some rest, okay? Come on, let's go. She like, yo, my friend just high. She's she's only high because she found out she was pregnant today. She smoked earlier. But then you got the snitch doctor. Yes, this is Dr. Show and Tell. Uh, this girl just walked out of here with something that's completely none of my business, but I just had to call you up to make matters worse and create a subplot. Fucking asshole. I mean, compared to what's going on right now, Twilight Zone don't sound too bad. Look, really doesn't. Believe it or not, Kruger is back. He's after my baby, and if I don't try to do something about it, who will? All I know is you're not doing yourself or your baby any good by acting like a crazy woman. Why don't you take off? Lee Springwood, cool off somewhere for a while. God damn it, Yvonne, you don't just run She thought she had money for the Honduras? He found a lot of other people before he found us. You too? He invited me to his house last night. Gave me the worst paper cuts ever. We haven't had 
Yvonne, look Damn, Yvonne was... She's not crazy. <laughs> shit, she, Yvonne wasn't, she wasn't with it. Let's remember, that is the token black girl of the movie. <laughs> she gonna let y'all know at some point, man. Kruger's using Jacob's dreams. We gotta stop him. Well, there is one way. Have you thought about not having the baby? I mean, no baby, no baby's dreams. No, I can't do that. I saw him inside of me growing. Hmm. He's part of me and Dan. I want to keep him. Okay. Then we'll find another way. See what I'm saying? Character moments. The fact that Mark put it on the table, not knowing how she was going to respond to it, and she responded the way she did, and he's like, okay, cool. Like, he rocks with her regardless. And I love... You don't really... This is a whole different um, level of content for a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. You know... A, 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 t- a teenage young mother man you know in, in the mindset that she's in uh, given the circumstances because they're fucked up and she's dealing with a dream demon but you know she's like I, you know he's a part of me and Dan and I want to keep him and then you get Dan's parents in this scene on that bullshit It's very this this might be one of the most even though it's my least favorite. Like I said, I do have a lot of I have way more praise for it than I have uh you know negative things to say, but this is probably the most mature of the entries next to New Nightmare. We're aware of the burden that that raising a child would place on you. We want to help. We want to adopt it and to raise it as though it were our own. Mark like, yo, you motherfuckers got some nerve <laughs> walking up in my homegirl's crib. He's my responsibility and ours. It's our grandchild. Look, Alice, we're worried that in your present condition that you're that you don't have the ability to take care of a child. What are you talking about? My condition? I don't know. Uh, maybe I go back and forth because um, f- from their perspective, it's like, okay, our, our dead son's uh, baby mama is talking about somebody is trying to slaughter her and her friends in their dreams. Now, I would be concerned. <laughs> it's like I would. But, you know, we as audience members, of course, we side with Alice because we already know what's going on. Well, the courts might not agree with you. But I do. I've heard enough of this crap. He's like, you don't know I work for Paul Sorvino? Goodfellas guy? <laughs> the fucking dad looks like an extra from Goodfellas. He's not a thing. Oh, He's man. Of me, and I'm not giving him to you or anyone else. No, that's right, Alice. And Mark's looking like, yeah, you heard what she said. Let me slam this door on this crib I don't even live at. But no, um... You know, on a on a more serious note, it's like uh, I'm sure a lot of people can see both the arguments, but it's like you have to see the argument on our side because we're the fans and we've been following Alice uh, 
for part four, and we're following Alice through part five, and we know what's up. But um, realistically speaking, the the grandparents are kind of just you know they're like, listen, bitch, um, you've been you've been seeing things and talking about souls getting fed to my grandchild. Um, we need that. You know, you you realistically you could go back and forth with the argument. She did. She fell in love with a play from House Party. So tell me something. Who the fuck falls asleep in a jacuzzi? And if y'all do that, y'all got some brass cojones, man. For real, because I... Listen, nope. (laughs) Marks is reading comics while Alice is wandering around. You know, I just thought of something. When she ran through that dream uh, hallway screaming Amanda, they should have had, what's the boy named uh, uh, Peter Fasanelli or whatever his name is. They should have ran, had him running like, you're the one, Amanda. Like how he did when he was on uh, Can't Hardly Wait. What was his name in Can't Hardly Wait? I wish all of these were live because I'm always talking about some, yo, somebody correct me if I'm wrong or somebody help me with this. Somebody help me with that, but... Um, Mike Dexter, that was his name, and can't hardly wait. He said, You're the one, Amanda. He should have just been running all through a uh, Weston Hills sanitarium screaming, Amanda. 
Yeah, see, you thought it was a game. <laughs> yep. Don't get scared down. She tried to told you. She had tried to told you. And now she done got you doing the swim team ultimate dive of your lifetime. <laughs> she like, fuck it. Let me get my form together. Oh, and crash. I love this shot <laughs> of how Alice rolls against the wall and she just flies into the next room. I love that shit, man. And these are the things, man, that you know that uh, that happen in dreams. Like you can't explain what the fuck goes on. They just happen the 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 way that they do. Hit she could give him. Oh, Freddy's like, it's too much good lighting out there. I can't come out. You think? We have to find Amanda. She's the key. Come on. She was trying to tell your ass. She was trying to tell your ass. I mean, it's, it, I get it, man. It would be hard for me to believe. Like, if one of my friends was like, listen, man, somebody is after us in our dreams. If you ain't seen no signs of it, how hard is that to believe? You know, it doesn't happen every day, so it's like, what the fuck? Mark is looking like, wait, this comic book looks way too familiar with life right now. Jesus. Love that. Yep, and to put Mark in a comic book realm, I know it's like very self-referential, uh, if I said that word right, uh, to, to his character, but it was the right place for him to be at. <laughs> and he, he's so multicolored, he's the only thing multicolored in the entire sequence, um, other than the blood that falls from that you know it's a doll that Greta is made up to look like but to make Mark multicolored out of everything in, in the sequence is, is fire man it's dope as shit cause it's not meant to be taken seriously Freddy has fucking claws on the front of his skateboard
Now, the way this collapses, though, I will say that, uh, the way that, like, uh, a lot of shit in the warehouse collapses, I will say that this is, this scene, this sequence in general, it kind of was a missed opportunity in the sense that um, when all this shit is collapsing, I think of when Kincaid was in the junkyard and all the cars were, like, you know, collapsing and colliding into each other. It's a missed opportunity, man, for a character to have a decent-ass outing. You know, not to say that it was completely corny, but it, it, it could have been way better than what it was. Yes, because he's going to listen to you, superhero. He said, you leave her alone. I mean, we know what it is. We know it's, we know this shit's supposed to be silly. It's kind of, I like his costume. I like Mark's uh, Phantom Prowler costume, though. This, how Freddy looks now, I do not like it. Now, this is not Robert England, by the way. I forgot the name of the guy that plays Robert Eng or, or plays Freddy in this scene, but it's not Robert England. always made me feel bad always made me feel bad man <laughs> Freddy's so fucking childish <laughs> he was having a ball slicing that shit up just playing in confetti. Mm. Right, so now see right there. <laughs> but see right there where, you know, when Alice woke up and she saw Mark, all the, you know, the, 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 um, the stands and all the metal shit have fell on him and crushed him. That's realistic. Um, as far as, you know, how he died in a dream. We know how he died in a dream, but in real life, you have to make it plausible. Like, how did he die in real life? And that's one of the cases where they, you know, they did it. They did the same thing with Dan. You know, Dan was um in a car accident. Champagne all over the fucking place. Greta just choked to death at the table. Oh. Before he gets to Jacob again. How do we stop him? Through Amanda. So we have to find her. Just don't ask me to take a jacuzzi with that guy again. <laughs> you know? You I'd have been like, listen, motherfucker. This ain't the time to be cracking jokes, yo. What are we gonna do? I want you to go to the asylum. The one I told you about where all of this started. 
find her. Alice, Alice, you're coming home with me. No, Dad, I've got something to do. Alice, you're coming with me right Dad. now. He's like, listen, you on the same drugs I'm on? And we all, our asses need to be home before nine because it's gonna kick in something fierce. Also, I love how calm the dad is and how put to how well put together, as opposed to the fourth movie. I love how well put together the dad is in uh, in this movie. He's 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 really cleaned himself up and he's trying to make up for lost time and become that responsible parent and make sure he doesn't lose, you know, another child because he said um, he even has a drunk moment in part four where he tells Alice when she's trying to leave out. He's like, I lost Rick because I didn't watch him. We're all we have and all this other shit. But, you know, you see that he's cleaning himself up. He's trying to be he's trying to be that guy, man. I can appreciate that. It gives me it gives me John Saxon vibes that I didn't get in part three. Because, you know, when Nancy went to her dad to tell her shit was popping again with Freddie, you know, he's like, honey, try not to stay up some, so late and get some sleep or whatever he said to her in that bar. But she told him she's like, you know, Fred Krueger's back. <laughs> fucking John Saxon was just like, honey, you know, he's like, your mother's gone. I don't, you know, I'm working security at Funko Land. She's like, dad, they still have Funko Land? He's like, no, but I work security there anyway. <laughs> it's like, it's a fucking mess, man. Oh, shout out, John. <laughs> shout out, John Saxon, though, man. Yeah, that was a dick move, Frederick. Yes, people, that is a truck backing up in my backyard, but I am too far invested into this commentary, and I will not stop now. Let me catch my breath. But, um, yes, I will not. Because we are almost at the end of this bitch. That's also a good shot of um, Freddy all the way at the end of the hallway, like peering at the end of the hallway. That's actually a great shot. playing hide and seek in the hallways of Western Hills. Ooh, is that a is that a, like a, a dolly zoom that I just saw? People, I can I can assure y'all I have never seen that shot. As many times as I've seen this movie to judge it as my least favorite and still give praise to it at the same time, I did, I never knew that was a dolly zoom that they did right there. How how did that 
fucking get past me. That was nice, man. I would run it back, but we already rolled. Tore Freddy's ass up. Oh, nope. Uh, nope, nope. Don't fuck around. Don't play around with spiders. Can't do it. No, 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 no. Under no circumstances. No, 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 no. I can't do it, y'all. I'm sorry. Fuck them. Those look like fucking tarantulas. I Listen, I'm telling y'all. Spiders, I can't fucking do it. Why y'all think I ain't done no episodes on arachnophobia yet? Or, uh, not episodes, but commentary on arachnophobia. I can't fucking do it. Even Eight-Legged Freaks, as silly as that movie is, is still unnerving, man. I can't. Oh, Lord. Now, we get here we get the family funhouse scene sequence. Lights swinging upside down from the floor. People running on staircases that sideways and shit. It's Inception shit. It's all right, son. You've never met me before, but I'm that guy. Now come with me. Jacob, your like, hey, Jacob, you bought your clothes from Kanye West clothes of mine? Because that shit's fucked up.
Freddy's always been a creep, man. <laughs> and Yvonne is just breaking through the fucking wall. Like, thank you, you scared the shit out of me. Well, I guess Yvonne did free Amanda from the, the asylum, the tomb, whatever the hell it's called. It's good stuff. Alice will not triumph. She had no faith in Alice at all. She's like, listen, she's not going to win this, John. She won last time, but not this time. Freddie, like, hmm. He's like, maybe I could be baby daddy of the year. Ew. That kiss he gave her was nasty sounding. Freddie's like, hmm, so what you got? Unleash the power he has given you. Squirrels out, <laughs> Fucking Jacob just passed out. Like, he like, listen, man, I unleashed everything into you, motherfucker. All the energy you gave me is all you, Papa. It always creeped me out that you know they came out they came out of Freddy's back, but it was Greta with the cheeks blown up. It was um you know Mark as the Phantom Prowler, and it was Dan when he was fucked up on that motorcycle. It was always crazy weird, man. You know, cause it's only it's it's only three deaths in the movie, man. And um, ooh, they pulled that Freddy baby out. Spirits pulled the Freddy baby out. But it's only three deaths in the movie, man. And that's one thing. That's one thing that this uh, series does get by on is the fact that if you're creative enough or interesting enough, all you know, overall, you don't have to have a big body count. You know, people expect that for more so Friday the Thirteenth. Now, if you're Nightmare on Elm Street, you don't have to have a big body count. Like, if you got one death that's effective, you don't need to do shit else. Um, Halloween, you need a couple deaths in there. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, maybe one physical death, one psychological, I don't know. But you need to have, you need to have at least three, one or two or three in there. Again, that's another episode. Like, what, um... See that? Take your baby and leave. 
Oh, I thought I thought it was gonna keep going. Sounded like a beat for a second. Sounded like a beat for a second. Still keeping you up at night? No, it's okay. Oof. He has the rest of his life to catch up on his sleep. Yeah. That's true. Aww. Aww, and he smiled. Sweet dreams, Jacob Daniel. Jacob Daniel. It's a nice touch. See, I don't mind following this shit, man. Alice, Yvonne, and the and the dad, I don't mind. And Jacob Daniel, let's do it. Let's do it, man. And then Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Forgot what a soundtrack this movie had, man. Actually, Nightmare on Elm Street in general. Hip hop culture always has, uh, you know, always had a thing for Nightmare on Elm Street in general, you know, as opposed to any other uh, mainstream slasher franchise. But you know what, man? As my least favorite, as far as the series goes, do I give this a six, six and a half? Sure. Sure I do. I give it a six, six and a half. Uh, we know the obvious keeps it away from, you know, I just did not like that we had come so far with the Dream Master that we know that Freddy is, um, you know, he's an active comedian. We we know what he's doing. Um, as somebody once called him in, a, in a, you know, during a documentary that I was watching, I can't remember. Uh, I want to say it was a, a, a Tony Timpone or Anthony Timpone. I can't remember the guy's name uh, from Fangoria, but he said he was the Penny Youngman of the Slashers, and he was. He was a stand-up comedian, man. And um, the fact that we tried to go back on, you know, and make it gothic horror and take tone, I was like, you know, that's cool, but it didn't work. But it didn't work so badly to the point where I hate it. It's just, it's my least favorite of the bunch. You know why? Because I have way more fun. Even though there are way more character moments, I'm way more entertained by Freddy's Dead, though. I really am. And a uh, new nightmare, it's, it's, I can take Freddy seriously again. You know, I can take, I, the whole tone of that is dark. So, you know, that's the reason I give this the rating. I give it. But that's, you know, make no mistake, man. I do love, um... I do love uh, the Dream Child. I do. Um, like I like I said, man, it's it's hard to hate any <laughs> any fucking entry in this series, man. It really is because you have so much fun with him. At least I do. I can't speak for anybody else, but I have so much fun with him. But um, you know, shout out to Lisa Zane, Robert England, uh, Kelly Joe Mentor, everybody that that was a part of this movie. Even everybody that came back, like you know, the dad and Dan and stuff like that and you know I, if, if you're going to do a direct sequel please follow this up because I feel like everybody is everybody that's still around is in tip top shape that's how I feel about it and I'm all about continuity but you know whatever but you know y'all know y'all know how I am about continuity man and if y'all don't y'all already know where y'all can find out how kind of sort of maybe possibly 100% big I am on continuity if y'all don't know where to look but y'all 
you know, which, but y'all should, but y'all don't. But, you know, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Podcast Breaker, Radio Public. Big shout out to Anchor, man. Still working on the iTunes thing, or the, not iTunes, but uh, iHeartRadio, uh, but, you know. We'll figure we'll figure all that out. You know, we're working on like platforms and stuff like that. Things are things are slowly but surely happening, people. But whatever. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Romero Tudor. Follow the Facebook movie group, The Cinemaniacs. And lastly, but not leastly, and I already know I shouted y'all out in the beginning. Shout out to the Tudor viewers, the listeners, the lovers, man, the supporters, the day ones, man. Um, I need to make sure that I I start getting the shit back out to y'all, you know, whether it be commentary or uh, episodes, whatever the case may be, reviews, whatever. Um, I need to get back out there, man. I felt like, um, you know, before today, it was too much time that that passed. But, you know, I explained a lot of that in the beginning. Hopefully everybody understood, but hopefully nobody holds that against me. Anybody that's been waiting on anything or whatever the case may be. But, you know, you guys are definitely the um you know you guys are definitely the anchors for this podcast man so i thank y'all a lot man y'all show the love and support back man i show the love and support right back to y'all tenfold so that being said people yours truly are meryl tudor another episode of tudor reviews in the can i'll check y'all on the next one